0: How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. Hello, everybody. As Alex Caceres said, you're listening to Story of the Fight. I'm Romero. That's my boy Will there. And in case this is your first time ever joining us, Story of the Fight, where we talk anything and everything MMA-related, sometimes boxing, Sometimes anything that might be on our mind, but mainly MMA. Uh, Mostly MMA. Mostly MMA, yeah. And if you happen to like any of our content, please like, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I mean, people might not want to see us, Will. They might want to listen to us. That's true. But they might not want to
1: look at us. When we first started, when we were just on YouTube, my buddy was like, you guys on Spotify? And I was like, no. He's like, uh, let me know when you get on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh.
0: I actually I actually did that to Richie Casual because he has an NBA podcast. And he was like, Listen mm-hmm. to my podcast. I was like, Are you on Apple Podcast? He's like, No. I was like, All right, well, let me know when you do. So <laughs> I, I know the feeling. Uh, but we're yeah. available on social media as well, Will?
1: Yeah, uh, at Story of the Fight on Instagram and Twitter. And then we have a group chat on Facebook uh, called Story of the Fight Chat. Yep. And uh, we have all of our episodes too with uh,
0: interviews on fighters, trainers uh that you could find go back check them out they're a lot of fun, fun. uh man we didn't have any fights this weekend though will
1: not in the UFC, at least no we... ufc no ufc yeah you're right you're right yeah. uh so... rory mcdonald fought but i don't want to talk about it because uh, you're depressing. heartbroken It's a little depressing so we figured let's just uh hey all good like things a... must come to an end yeah i know i mean unfortunately it kind of seems like it ended a while ago for him but Yeah, I love the guy. I mean, he'll be forever cemented in like the archives of like greatest fights of all time. But um, yeah, so we figured no UFC card, uh, so let's just kind of make a list of all the big news that came out this week, and just kind of go through all that. And there has been a lot. There's been a lot every week. There's a ton of. There's always a ton of news in MMA. The MMA world gives us
0: a lot to talk about. All right, the, the first thing we can cover, I guess. Is There's some beef out there, Will. There's,
1: there's some, some beef, beef
0: between your boy <laughs> Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. I should have worn my Nate Diaz shirt. You should <laughs> represent, yeah. dude. I know. I mean, all right. So we have this
1: back and forth. where When were they supposed <laughs> to fight, by the way? Do you remember? They were supposed to fight a long time ago. I don't remember how long. It was like years ago. And what was it, was it? like, uh,
0: did Nate get hurt? Dustin got no, hurt? No, Some-
1: Dustin got hurt. Dustin he, got something hurt. Something about his rib or something like that. He had to. He couldn't get medically cleared, or he had to pull out. He got injured. Uh, and Nate was like, all right, cool, that's a win then. Yeah, and, and so,
0: I mean, they've started up again. Who was it that started mm-hmm. this beef recently? Was it Dustin? Was it Nate?
1: Looked like uh, Dustin's one that called him out, kind of. He said, like, Nathan question mark or something, right? The old there until. When Darren Till was trying to get a Robert Whittaker fight, he'd always just be like, Rob? <laughs> that's what it was, right? I said just that. Nathan, question mark?
0: So Nathan yeah, says, yeah. boss the fuck up and quit being a little bitch. <laughs> I do what I want. You do what you're told. Well, that's the last thing that he said. Okay. That well was then, the end of it. Uh, Dustin, they're lying and you're getting played. I knew you were a bitch. Well, so, first, a so,
1: so Dustin says, Nathan, right? So obviously there's something maybe he wants to angle towards that fight. Maybe there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. Nate says, uh, "I knew, I knew you was a pussy, a pussy bitch." That's two zero, basically saying that they were trying to work out the fight, and Dustin didn't take it. Right? Yeah. Then Dustin's saying they're lying and you're getting played, because he's probably like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The UFC is probably just pulling some bullshit over you, saying that Dustin doesn't want it or doesn't reneged or something like that and so nate's like oh you're a bitch you pulled out could just be the ufc being an asshole and telling one side one thing and the other side another and that's the ufc
0: really want wanting Dustin to fight for the title
1: yeah probably (laughs) you know probably yeah and
0: i mean i could see both sides here i could see the ufc saying like hey man like you're the number one contender you've been the number one contender for a minute now we need to see you fight for this title but I You were already see, supposed to
1: fight Oliveira the first time yeah, and it didn't happen. But I can also see Dustin,
0: you know, at a certain point in his career, probably thinking, how, how much does that title really mean to me right now? And maybe I just want another big payday.
1: I think it's not even just how much does it mean to me. I think it's more of this is a fight. I'm a massive Nate Diaz fan. It's a very winnable fight. At this point of their careers, it's a very winnable fight for Dustin. And he can say, I mean, it's the same thing with the Conor rematch, the third one. He's saying because they're, they're supposed to do the vacant belt. Dustin versus Oliveira. Dustin says, "Give that to Chandler. Let Chandler fight Oliveira. I want to fight Connor again because this is a very winnable fight. I'm gonna make a shit ton of money when I beat Connor. That title's not going anywhere. If I beat Connor, yeah, I'm just gonna fight for the belt after that. Once after I make all my money, then this starts kind of rising up, and it's probably the same line of thinking from Dustin's side." I think it's a tougher fight than him versus than Connor, but I think uh Still one probably fight. thinking. Yeah, very winnable fight, right? If it happens at one seventy because neither of them want to cut weight and it'll be a lightweight fight at one seventy. Um, or if they fight at one fifty five. I think Nate, when he gets in real good shape for one fifty five, I think he's that's where his that's where he can still beat a lot of people, in my opinion. I know he's older in the fight game and he's taking a lot of damage, all that shit, but that's where I think his skill set really comes into play. Um, but from Dustin's mindset, he's probably thinking, this is a winnable fight for me. If I win this, it's going to make me a bunch of money because everyone's going to want to watch Nate Diaz. Then I'll go fight for the belt. Belt's not going anywhere. And as long as he doesn't lose, he's not losing that number one ranking. You know. And think about the
0: popularity that Dustin has gained from fighting McGregor, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the newer fans. And think about the, yeah. the popularity that's going to continue to grow for Dustin fighting mm-hmm. a Nate Diaz and possibly beating a Nate Diaz. So he yeah. will now be and able to fight for the belt after beating McGregor twice, beating a Nate Diaz mm-hmm. popularity is a lot higher. You might be able to get a little more money that way going forward. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. I mean, and let's be real. This is probably a much better fight. Dustin versus Nate. When they first announced it back in the day, I was like, Oh shit. Cause yeah. that was when Nate was like, I'm trying to stay active. I'm trying to be on this roll and was like winning fights again and it was fuck i wish it happened hey let me play this out for you though let me play this Mm -hmm. out for you say dustin
0: fights nate yeah five round fight right Mm -hmm. it's uh five fifth round beginning of fifth round nate a la nate bleeding all over his face catches (laughs) dustin with a big right drops dustin catches him in a guillotine or something wins Mm -hmm. now we have possibly nate diaz (laughs) fighting for the title
1: Dude, honestly, Nate Diaz versus the Bronx is such a cool fucking fight. <laughs> and
0: That's the thing we've Let's, all said,
1: yeah. that mean, we love Dustin.
0: Yeah. But we also are big Nate Diaz fans, and that would yeah. be insane.
1: It would be crazy. And, I mean, it, if you beat – at this point, if you beat Dustin, how can anybody – you might be able to say, well, he wasn't in the rankings and and he didn't rise up through them and win a bunch of fights. No, no, but no. We beat the number if one you, contender. If you beat Dustin – you're fighting for the belt. If be you right. have to, if Dustin competed, should probably
0: have the belt right now.
1: Yeah, no, no disrespect to Oliveira, Dustin. I think, in a lot of people's opinion, is probably like the uncrowned champ right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but so, and I think I that's how Dustin that feels right now anything. too. Yeah, you know, definitely.
0: I f- I think he feels like the uncrowned champ, and I think he said mm-hmm. it in a few interviews before that he's the uncrowned champ, and you know, that's yeah. probably why he's like, you know what. The, like you said, the belt will always be there. I'm the uncrowned champ right now. Let me just fucking make some money. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why not? By the way, Olivera, you've seen the uh, the messages going back and forth when somebody mentions the Cowboy versus Oliveira fight, and somebody is like, yeah, "Oh, it was yeah. a early stoppage." And uh, Oliveira's yeah. reply: No, he kicked
1: my ass. Yeah, he said uh, early stoppage. No, he kicked my ass. And then someone said, "It's okay, it's okay Charlino. Uh, you had too much wine the night before." <laughs> and then he said lol i don't drink i just faced a better fighter than me that night damn man yeah hey they, they don't
0: make him like that anymore you know he's a champion man he's a champion man, so hard not to like that guy too yeah all right anything else on the nate dustin beef no not really not really oh is that is that O'Malley on, on your shirt? Sean Sh- <laughs> Sugar Show? Is that what it is? It's a sugar show right there. Dude, well, that's a perfect segue. I just had to stretch. <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> so O'Malley just recently went on record saying that he doesn't want to fight ranked opponents.
1: Yeah. What do you think about and, that? And what sucks is, is the headline of the article I fucking hate. <laughs> it's done for six, clicks. Nine. Yeah, it's done for clicks, right? You look at the article, and it's Sean O'Malley admits he doesn't want ranked opponents. Mm. It's like because there's a lot of O'Malley haters that see that, and they're like, "See, he just wants to fight cans the whole time," and then but they're not actually looking at what he's saying, right? What he's saying is, he, and he says it in the interview. He says, I, "I was supposed to fight Louis Smolka, right? A much lower fight." He said, if on my contract right now, if I fought Louis Smolka or if I fought, fought Piotr Young, I would he's get paid the same. same. He's making the same money. And he's like, why wouldn't I want fight to fight out my contract if I'm going to fight these killers and get paid the same? And it makes sense, right? Like, it's one of those things that like, from the business side, from the UFC, I don't know, you signed a contract for this amount of fights at this pay, that's what you're going to get paid until you fight out that contract. But when you just think of it mm-hmm. logically, obviously, if I take a bigger fight, I should make more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to headline, it, it
0: uh, <laughs> even if you're going to headline the fight night,
1: yeah, you probably need mm-hmm. more money, you deserve yeah. more
0: money. Now, at the same time, let me say I'm Uncle Dana. Yeah, and I'm sitting on the chair, and I think to myself, okay, well then, your contract's over. You've decided mm-hmm. not to fight any ranked opponents. I'll, I don't want to say you're fighting cans because I mean they're in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're they're good fighters. You you have to yeah. be pretty good to make it to the UFC. But you haven't shown me anything outside of those, those opponents. Yeah. The, fight the, a ranked the, opponent, beat a ranked opponent. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm the UFC, I'm like, yeah, I want to resign this guy. And you know
1: what? I will give you more money because I want to keep yeah, you Yeah, because you're going to be fighting at the top. Yes. But also, but, but, but Sean's not saying he's not going to fight ranked opponents. He's just talking about, hey, pay me what I'm worth. Because, I mean, he called out Rob Font right? And he said, he called out a bunch of fighters all at the top. And when people actually interviewed him after the fact and asked him who he wants and stuff like that, he'd go through and he was like, well, yeah, Dominic Cruz isn't going to take the fight. He goes through the list and says these fights aren't going to happen. But he was like, but Rob Font, I think, why wouldn't he want to take that fight? Like, I'm a big name. Like, if if he beats me, people will pay attention to him now. Um, And like, Cheeto Vera beat me and then fought Jose Aldo. So clearly the rankings don't matter. So like, I I think that's a fight that we can get. That's what he was saying. So he's actively trying to fight, not just a ranked opponent, but someone who, in my opinion, is very close to the number one contender. So he, he's not saying I'm not going to fight an unranked or a, a ranked opponent. He's just saying, I don't want to for mm-hmm. what i am paid, but he's not saying I'm not going to because that leads into the next thing is that the UFC is working on scheduling him versus Frank Yeager. <laughs> so it's not like he's saying i'm not gonna do that you know what i mean there it is <clears throat> so and and that's a great fight right it's, it's a great fight for both of them i was frankie gonna say Yeager. for who yeah i think for both of them it's a very winnable fight for frankie and it's a very provable moment for o'malley at a point in Frankie Eger's career where this might be the time you can and I hate to say this because I love Frankie Edgar, but this might be the time where you can take a Frankie Frank Edgar fight, beat him, and leapfrog off of him. Right. It sucks saying that because I love Frankie Edgar so much, but let's be honest, he's not who he was when he was the lightweight champ.
0: I get know? it, but he's still Frankie Edgar, you know? And yeah, now, uh, that's what let, let me ask him,
1: you, that still means something.
0: Who's a better matchup for, for Sugar Show? Is it Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, Frankie Edgar? Who,
1: who would you say is the best matchup from? Out of those three, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt, I I'd agree. And then from there, because because Frankie's
0: uh, Mar- uh probably. I dude. So that's exactly how I have it in my head. Yeah. Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, then Frankie Edgar. I think mm-hmm. that in that little area right there of six, seven, eight, uh, Edgar is the worst matchup for
1: O'Malley right now he's it well he's the potential worst matchup I think because Frankie still striking wise is very traditional very very traditional really good but super traditional and that's the type of fighter that someone like O'Malley can kind of tee off on and and like have a highlight rail finish on similar to the way Sanhagen beat Frankie Edgar Mm. Uh, Frankie Jaeger has tendencies because he's so structured and so disciplined in his style that someone like O'Malley can kind of like be the unorthodox uh, like pick apart and do all this crazy shit around that because it's such a standard style that Frankie has and I mean that with no disrespect because his boxing and footwork is beautiful but that's the type of platform that O'Malley can show off on what Frankie brings to the table though is his insane fight IQ and knowing when to go for a takedown and his ability to take down and dominate on top. That's what makes him dangerous, more dangerous than the other two two guys you mentioned. Garbrandt obviously has great wrestling, but if you hit Garbrandt, he wants to hit back. Frank Jaeger mm-hmm. has the fight IQ to, when he gets rocked, adjust his game plan and, and transition to the ground that's where i think we see o'malley get lost okay now uh for
0: me i see this as uh kind of like as a big fuck you from the ufc to since he's been to o'malley since he's been talking about fighter pay and he says hey you know uh i don't want to fight ranked opponents and i think they're like okay well show us a reason beat somebody in the top 15 Mm-hmm. shows reason for us to pay you more but you know what that person in the top 15 is going to be a shitty matchup for you here's yeah, frankie edgar it's gonna be tough man it's gonna, it's gonna be, gonna be tough. a tough one
1: well but i mean trial by fire right if you want to talk like o'malley talks and be very cocky and um sure of your talent all right take on frankie edgar then
0: yeah and the thing him. with o'malley is that he has fought somebody in the top 15 you know what yeah. happened he lost yeah, he it's lost. his only loss I mean, yeah. don't tell him that because he says he's still undefeated.
1: Yeah, but he lost. But, but, and and the, I think this fight makes so much sense because it's it's exactly that, like what you just said. It's like, all right, dude, then step up, beat Frankie mm-hmm. Edgar. If you beat Frankie Edgar, you can probably renegotiate your contract, um, especially if he does it with style. Because let's be real, if he does it with style, the UFC is, is listening to what he has to say because mm-hmm. they want that, right? They want True. O'Malley to be the superstar. You know what I mean? He an unranked fighter got an exclusive Reebok limited edition shirt in his like second UFC fight. They, they want just to don't want this this pay.
0: Yeah, like yeah, exactly. that's a draw, right? Yeah, At least exactly. not yet. But, but if I, he
1: beats Frankie Edgar, now he he's not asking. Now he's demanding, right? You beat Frankie Edgar. It's a win-win win for the UFC. The UFC puts themselves in a position
0: so yeah, often to have a win-win. So again, he if he beats Frankie Edgar. Boom! Catapulted. Yeah. Here's another draw, right? We could mm-hmm. sell him even more if he loses. To Frankie Edgar. Hey, dude, you keep on asking for more money. You fought two people in top fifteen, and you've lost both, both times. You've Lost both of them. Sorry, bro. You know, yeah. like you can have your Twitch following as much as you want, but when it comes to fighting, like you've lost twice to people in top fifteen. So I can't yeah. pay you top fifteen money.
1: Yeah, and as eccentric and like arrogant and cocky as. O'Malley comes off, I do think he understands. He understands what's it. He, he knows the game. And I don't think he would be like, I don't think he would keep talking like this if that happened. I think he would, he understands. Uh, he also said that, cause Chael's like a, a mentor to him. Um, and uh, he. Um, to Sean O'Malley? Yeah. Yeah. They talk a oh, lot. Really? And um, he said that Chael told him, For as long as you can, fight the worst guys at the highest part of the card that you can. That should be Um, your goal your entire career. Fight the worst guys as high as you can. Makes sense. I mean, this isn't a career. It's an opportunity. In the words of Dana, if I'm in the UFC, I'm trying to take the easiest fights for the most money and the highest profile possible. Why mm. wouldn't you? Why would I go in there on on a... I'm not saying this is Sean's contract, but... You sign me, right? It's like off the Contender series. I'm on a 10k show, 10k win contract for five fights, and I'm starching the first three guys. And the, and I'm like, I'm great on the mic, and they want to see me at the top. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Pay me. You know what I mean? Pay me. Yeah. I'm clearly worth something. So it's interesting. Well, I didn't we'll expect.
0: We'll Analyze much. that because I, I also know he doesn't want to fight New York because of the
1: taxes and all this other stuff in New York. So a lot of people don't want to fight in New York. A lot yeah. of fighters are saying, fuck New York. I don't want to go there. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, and Chandler, they don't want to do it in New York. Both of them. Somebody will get stuck over there. I know. And it's probably going to be O'Malley. If go to New York, there's, there's controversy with the way the event goes goes through. Yeah, the athletic commission there is fucking awful.
0: Hey, it gives us something to talk about,
1: though. I know. It's good for us. <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh,
0: another topic here. UFC 267 on ESPN+.
1: Dude, not a pay-per-view. Whoa, look at that. Not a pay-per-view. How awesome is that? So here it is from Ariel Hawani. That was the comment. God damn it. What? I forgot that. I forgot when I cropped that, that I left that comment in.
0: Oh, on the bottom? Okay, so it's a, <laughs> UFC officially announces that UFC 267 will happen in Abu Dhabi on October 30th. That's the non-pay-per-view card headlined by Blahovich and Teixeira and Sterling versus Piotr Jan 2. It will air in the afternoon. Oh, man, we have to get that day off. In the U.S. on ESPN+. Plus. And then, yes, you forgot to crop out the comment on the bottom that says, Aljo is absolutely fine. That's <laughs> the casual. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, Dude, it's, That's huge, though.
1: It's massive. That is massive.
0: All right, so let so, me read off the, the 267 card to you real quick, Will. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira. George is going to be so happy to see Glover to share a fight for the title, by the way, if he makes it I all know. the way. I know. Uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amanda Hibas versus Virna Janjirova. That's Janjirova coming off a of
1: fight, dude.
0: you good fights, man. Janjirova's That's a great is a fight. Deal. How about Islam Makachev versus Rafael dos Anjos?
1: Yeah, massive hey, fight. Can you know what? Main card's not over yet. Fight? Can dos Anjos nah. get an easy fight? God nah. damn, man. That guy's had a murderous row. Hey, you
0: know what? He also asked for them, though. Yeah. Props to him. Uh, yeah. How about Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tibura? Yeah, that's a great one. Dude, that's the main card. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let's check out the prelims. <laughs> Jingli, Jingli, what? Lee Jing Li Jingliang. Li, Li, <laughs> Li Jingliang. Hamza Chimaev. Dude, uh, let's see. Walt Harris is on there. Tai Tuivasa,
1: our boy Tai Tuivasa. Welcome to the church, HLV Comer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, what up? Cozla fucking streaming in church. Some that might catch on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, shout out to HLBK Omer for all the feedback last week, man. We did a lot with it, so appreciate it. Yeah, it really goes a long way. Thank you. And then, uh, dude, uh, to to start off the tohugav. card. This card Harder is stacked. On. It's insane and it's it
1: free. Dude, Shamil Gamzatov versus Michelle, Mikhail. Yeah, so and you know check. why I didn't bring it up? Oh, say check. That's all you have to say. That dude's a fucking savage.
0: You know why I didn't bring it up? Because I can't pronounce either of those names, Well, Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was going to absolutely butcher yeah. both of them. But, I mean, the cards just but absolutely yeah. stacked. Thank you, Uncle Dana, for making this yeah. a
1: free card now. Do you remember the last free pay-per-view? No, I don't. UFC 120. Wow. UFC 120. Michael Bisping versus uh, Akiyama. Wow. Akiyama? Yeah, Sexyama. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Co-mained co- by uh, Dan Hardy versus Carlos Condit. Car- Condit knocked out uh, Dan Hardy. Wow. Oh, that's the uh,
0: <laughs> that's the, the highlight they kept one, on dude. showing when <laughs> Dan time. Hardy was
1: announcing,
0: and yeah. he's like, "Hey, man, it's kind of tough to see those." Yeah, highlights. maybe don't
1: show that twenty times while I'm trying to hype <laughs> up Carlos Condit for knocking my, knocking myself out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so awesome.
1: But yeah. that's a uh, dude. I'm so excited now. To get
0: to the UFC 267, we have to get past 266 first.
1: Yeah. Volkanovski versus Ortega. Ortega. We've both been Ortega fans forever. Forever. Ever. I, was watching, I was watching Ortega uh, in the Gracie. Um, I don't remember what they were called, but they were like vlogs that Hannah Gracie was doing for the Gracie Academy back in the day. It wasn't like the like, Gracie like, Breakdown. I think it was too early for that. It was before the Gracie Breakdown. He was, he was like 17 or 18 years old. And like every once in a while, he would do the vlog. And, and it was hilarious because he was like super awkward on camera. All and like, And it would just be like laughing behind the camera. Dude, it was so good. It was like, <laughs> it was awesome. But so seeing him come from from that and, and I watched his first, uh, I watched his amateur fights. I watched his uh, first professional fights. I've watched every single one of his fights. So, seeing him at this level now is is cool for me. Um, did you see... Uh, but this...
0: I think this is his best shot at getting the title. I really do. yeah. Versus yeah. Volkanovski.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, Unfortunately, I think it was in our,
0: think... Uh, our 2021 predictions video mm-hmm. where I said Ortega could beat Volkanovski, but then Holloway. Holloway... Just waiting
1: in the wings like a fucking demon. Just yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. For sure. <laughs> Fuck, dude.
1: <laughs> Right now Holloway Ortega gets the belt and is just constantly looking over his shoulder for well, Holloway, it's Holloway on skateboard.
0: <laughs> Holloway with the belt, like Coker is with retired UFC fighters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he's just waiting off talking. to the side
0: waiting for that We're one move. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. But, <laughs> that's but uh gonna did be you see speak, fantastic.
1: Speaking of Ortega Bokanski on Ultimate Fighter, they did the coaches challenge, I think last week. Mm-hmm. Um and you know how they'll they'll be like okay, who winner gets uh 10 grand and then all their fighters on their team gets fifteen hundred or something like oh, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or they'll do like like something like BJ Penn versus uh Jens Pole where they, they did like ping pong and like they always do like a coach yeah, challenge like Yeah, Gregory and your IFA did that uh watermelon out of the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Um so this one I don't remember what the, I didn't see the challenge, but Ortega wins, spoilers, and damn bro, uh, I haven't seen that episode yet. <laughs> so his whole team gets uh, 1500 right each of them then he gets 10 grand he goes over to Dana and he's like Dana can I get 2 grand more and Dana looks at him and he's like what he's like can I just get 2 grand more like please and Dana's like looking around and he's just like okay and he's like alright cool he's like alright cool so then my 10 grand plus that 2 grand that 1200 or that 12 grand uh, split it between Volkanovsky's team they all get 1500 also and just gave them all the money wait what so he took his 10 grand that he won.
0: And he gave it all to Volkanovsky's fighters.
1: Yeah, yeah. He needed Dude. two grand more so that he could make it fifteen hundred for each of them also. And he didn't tell Dana what it was for. I'm I don't know if there was behind the scenes if Dana knew, but he looked like when he when he's like, Can I get two grand more? You see Dana's face, and it looked like what's the, the gif of Zach Galifianakis with all the math equations and shit? <laughs> Dana's like, Like what? It, it was kind of like, okay, let's what let's What is see. that gonna do to our budget? yeah <laughs> it's
0: gonna kill yeah. my budget
1: bro yeah exactly no, but so yeah super cool
0: all the fighters then ended up
1: getting some cash they all got 1500 bucks yeah dude, how pumped must that team have been i know and as, as Volkanovski's probably like dude what the fuck make me look yeah. like an asshole i'm right? an asshole now <laughs> yeah <laughs> my whole team wishes they were on your team now <laughs> but he said in the interview after he's like i'm a guy that if i have a dime you have a nickel and i was like damn that's, that's a badass, cool man. That's, that's a cool badass. Phrase.
0: I like that. I like that. Well, yeah. uh, just taking a look at the card, real, real quick. Volkanovski versus Ortega. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus uh, faces the next sacrificial lamb in Lauren Murphy. Uh, <laughs> just on sacrificial lamb before, right? <laughs> I I think she has. Yeah. Just gone Drudge versus Cynthia Calvillo. Hey, Calvillo, just kind of like on this downward oh, slope, dropped off. Yeah, dropped off. Bummer. Uh, Curtis Blades versus Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fight too. Yep. I think uh it goes very similar to how the uh, Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades fight went. I think the opposite. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, this is this is the one though. Oh. Huh. Oh, Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz. The return of Nick Diaz, man. We've the all return. been waiting for so long. Uh you have Moraes versus Marab. Uh Fioro versus Silva. I'm uh, pretty sure Fiorot is that one French girl that's just been beating the crap out of girls. Uh, yeah. as of late, I just can't remember the exact person she fought last time. But this is Her another stack psych- card. Yeah, it's really good.
1: Should be a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Shout out uh HLB Comer. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um <laughs> don't forget there was one more big pay-per-view before that.
0: <laughs> Ty- Ty- Ty was the most important fight of his career. Dude, that might be the most important fight in the history of mixed martial arts. And it's <laughs> not even an MMA <laughs> fight, but we'll cover that yeah. a little bit later. It's actually on our list. Yeah. Uh Next one, UFC leaning on Zhang Wei Li versus Thug
1: Rose. Will, how do you feel about this one? I'm mad about it. Mm. Mm. I'm so mad about it. It's not... It, the rematch, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not, like, whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it's clearly... All it is, is Dana wanting to continue to have a Chinese champ, and he's like, let's just do a rematch. Maybe she can win again, because... I mean, they'll probably do a trilogy if she wins. But if you watch that fight again, and I and I remember seeing it live when Dana is standing back there while they're announcing the fight, he looks like he devastated. Shit his pants. He's literally standing there like, "Fuck, dude! Like, what are we gonna do with China now?" Like, yeah, Zhang Weili is a massive star in China. Massive issue. They true. were like, the way they, the way they, um, well, it's easy. She might not be a massive star as far as.
0: How she far like you
1: can go? Conor McGregor in Ireland. Numbers as long more. as in China, really? Wow. The problem is like per capita, right? So like, well, yeah. she technically reaches more fans in China, but the percentage of the population that she reaches probably not, right? Uh, the she's not like capped at how big she can be in China from a by pure enemies. numbers aspect because of their
0: population though. She's going to pull in more money. Yeah, yeah, I like what you're saying.
1: So Dana wants. Zhang Weili to be the champ. Because that's their ticket. They make a shit ton of money with her as the champ. So, of course, they're going to try to make this happen. Which is dog shit. Because, Whoa. clearly, yeah. Carla Esparza is the, the number one contender. Do I think Carla yeah. Esparza beats Thug Rose? No, I don't. But, for the purity of the sport, you have to do that fight. That's what you have to do. With her win streak. with With, with who she just beat. That's who you have to have. That's the number one contender. Jean-Wei Weili getting knocked out in the first round in her first or her second title defense. No. I mean, <laughs> I listen. Look, listen. Parza, I would uh, rather. I would rather watch Rose versus Jeanne Weili. Me too. From a fight standpoint, of course, that's what I would rather watch.
0: From an entertainment standpoint, I would yeah. rather watch. Thug Rose versus Zhang Weili rematch. 100%. I'd rather watch Thug Rose fight Joanna again, uh, mm-hmm. but we're not going to see that happen. No, Carlos Parza, I've gone on record before saying I'm I'm not the biggest fan. She's not a very exciting fighter. But but her last honest, fight, I don't like her fights. Her last fight, the ground and pound,
1: yeah, was, that was legit. That was cool.
0: If she brings that every single fight, she could be like a little mini female Khabib, like and just a lot smaller. Forget.
1: Yeah, let's not forget that she has a win over Rose. She does. Right. So they can she market does. this fight, at least for the U.S. audience, very well. The problem is they Dana's don't want to market it for the UFC for the U.S. market.
0: Dana's it's probably thinking in his head like, hey, Rose, if you need to take extra time, take extra time. Right now what we're going to do is going to be Zhang Wei Li versus Yan Xiaonan.
1: And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guaranteed Chinese champ yeah. at that point. Yeah, and then exactly. we'll go from there.
0: We'll figure it out. No, but, uh, but I mean –
1: This is what – if this was a sport – and it's getting less and less a sport. It sucks. It really does because you have a win streak like Carlos Barza, and then you beat Yonchanon like like the way she did. She won with a fucking statement, man. That's a title shot. And best and fight I had seen Carlos Barza ever. Ever. That was her best, best performance. performance. Yeah. And it sucks because it it it's so easy. It's it's always so easy on the outside for the fights that make sense. But unfortunately, that's not what makes money, so they don't go with that. But you do Zhang Wei versus Joanna. You do Thug Rose versus Carlos Sparza. Uh, Mackenzie Dern is fighting uh, Rodriguez, correct? Yes. Okay, that's you all know you Rodriguez. need. That's all you need to know. The winner of that fights the winner of Joanna versus Zhang Wei Thug Rose defends it against Carlos Sparza, and then whoever wins th- those matchups. She fights the next one. I don't know why the UFC, well, I do. I wish the UFC would value the championship and actually have champs defend against number one contenders. They're so, they want to skip all the steps to get stars when we're not going to get a GSP, an Anderson Silva, a John Jones ever again because they don't allow champions to defend their fucking belt. It's if you're ridiculous. saying
0: though, let's go base off the, who the number one contender
1: is. Wouldn't that be Zhang Wei Li? No, she just she might be ranked number one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Out. But the, the rankings are not; the, the, they also are a problem. Carla Esparza should be number one. The champ losing—I hate that a champ is is always one win away. When the champ loses, they either get an immediate rematch when they don't deserve it. She got knocked out with a head kick in the first round. Get the fuck out of here, Jose Aldo didn't get a rematch. Then, they're one fight away from... If they don't get the immediate rematch, they're one fight away from a title shot again. Why does the number one contender, when they take a belt, why do they have to beat the champ twice? That's yeah. fucking horseshit. So, horseshit. let me ask you. Zong Rose versus with Thug this. Rose. More money on, than Rose.
0: Carla versus Thug Rose? Yeah, way more money. Way more money. So That's why of the owner
1: of the UFC, Will. Give me what's going to make me more money. Let's yeah. do it. The, the problem, though, is, is Rose has now had to do this twice. Yeah, she goes out there. She knocks out Joanna, and they're like, "Do it again." She has to beat her again. Why? She knocked out the champ. She
0: knocked out the champ. I can see where you're coming from. It was it was in convincing fashion. There was no
1: answer but about it. It's not like out. it was
0: a split decision or anything like that. You know? Exactly,
1: exactly. It was it's pretty horseshit. clear cut. It's horseshit. And and you can argue Joanna was so dominant for so long at the top. That's why she gets the rematch. I'll I'll listen to that argument. Where's that argument for Zhang Wei Lee? It's non existent. The only yeah. reason this fight is even potentially happening is market based. And that fucking no, sucks, dude. Honestly, I think that uh, a closer fight, no, I
0: don't think it was a closer fight, but uh, just Andrage versus Thug Rose was yeah. a closer
1: fight. So, mm-hmm. all right. Definitely. All right. Anything else on that one? And they're one on one. No, but I'm heated because Thug Rose, my girl. All right. Next topic here
0: news D Rod. Our boy D-Rod now, how long have we been riding with D-Rod? Since the beginning. Since day one. We're day one-ers. Since day one. You know I mean, day one-ers. but D-Rod, it's been announced. D-Rod will be stepping in short notice versus Kevin Lee. Dude. Very excited. Very exciting. Kevin Lee. Okay. First of all, it seemed like Kevin Lee was kind of tiptoeing because as soon as we mm. found out that Kevin Lee needed an opponent, your boy D-Rod went on there, sent out a message saying, hey, I'm down. Let's do this. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Lee was kind of like, "Hey man, like how about this guy Mike and Perry. this other guy? Yeah, hey Perry, <laughs> come come fight me." And D-Rod's like, "Dude, I'm right here." Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> but hey, this
1: is a great matchup for D-Rod. Very good matchup, and a decent matchup for Kevin Lee. Also, I think D-Rod's size is going to be a big problem, though. I think D-Rod's a big welterweight, and Kevin Lee is a big lightweight. You know uh, something that D. Rod showed us in his last
0: fight that we hadn't seen before mm-hmm. had to have been the
1: sprawling brawl capability. Dude, he reminded me of a, like a more evolved Chuck Liddell.
0: That's what I'm saying. So yeah. Kevin Lee, he was ascending so rapidly. He fought mm-hmm. for the interim title. Yeah, right. With staff. fought for the interim title with staff, and then <laughs> since then it's just been. One thing after another, injuries, injuries left and right, yeah, losses. losses uh, you know, going from one training camp to another. From
1: mm-hmm. who was he fighting with? Frost Sahabi for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, he, his his head coach, who was like his mentor in life, unfortunately committed suicide, and it was like a massive, massive deal to Kevin Lee. Like he said, him. he just lost lost hope in life. Didn't couldn't find a fit in a gym anywhere. I feel for him man that that's fucking for sure off. when you look at someone like Bobby Green how he talks about how his head coach is he calls him dad you know like that yeah. dude that relationship is massive so you lose someone like that I can't even imagine I mean I would I mean he I think that's a big reason why we've seen what you just talked about with Kevin Lee and and kind of where his career has gone um yeah. where he's he's yeah. in
0: a he's trying to find himself right now it seems like
1: yeah, it's it's tough. And I I like the guy. Uh, and it's hard for
0: us to say sitting on this end, not really knowing yeah, what he's going through and everything. Speculation, yeah. right? Uh, but man, w- when we take all those things into account, we mm-hmm. see the development of D-Rod from the first yeah. time we saw him fighting into UFC till now, he continues mm-hmm. improving a lot and
1: he's extremely active.
0: very extremely active. active.
1: And much like Kevin Lee, and I'll always give Kevin Lee props for this. Because Kevin Lee doesn't look for easy fights whatsoever. Neither does D-Rod. I, he, his last fight was a short-notice fight, but he called out Abu Bakar, mm. And no one's calling him out. Yep. Nobody. So that he, And it shows you that he is very uh, sure of his takedown defense, right? Because that's probably what most people look to him and think that's how you're going to beat him. That, I think, is the avenue that Kevin Lee is going to have to explore to try to beat him. I don't think he can get it done though. I think D rod's too big and too skilled to stop takedowns right now. And if you look at obviously MMA math doesn't work, but if you look at Kevin Lee's win over Gregor Gillespie, which again, Kevin Lee calling out somebody that nobody wants to fight. Yeah. the same thing with the Bronx. He, he always, he's super game. When they, when they said that D rod was calling this out, I was like, I, I, I feel like Kevin's going to take this fight. Um, He's not someone who picks and chooses his opponents and and whatever. But he fights Gillespie, gets the highlight reel KO, right? The high high kick on the cage was awesome. But leading up to that, they were trading jabs, and, and they were both cracking each other. And that's Gillespie. And I mean that with no disrespect, but Gillespie's not a striker. He's very much a chain wrestler who is crazy tenacity, all this stuff. But if he can get the better of Kevin Lee with the jab, and it could be because Kevin Lee was worried about the takedown, right? That might be the factor of why he was getting mm-hmm. lit up with the jab. But you know who has a way better jab than Gregor Gillespie? D-Rod. D-Rod. D-Rod's jab is insane. So it'll be interesting to see, without the threat of the takedown, if Kevin Lee's going to be eating this jab all night, It might be he might be more aware this is going to be more of a stand-up fight. It's a dangerous fight, though. I think it D-Rod's is. too big.
0: I'm excited for this fight, though. I'm I'm always excited to watch D-Rod fight him, uh, And quite honestly, I'm always excited to watch uh, Kevin Lee fight, too.
1: Big you fans know, of both but,
0: of them. Yeah, big fans of both of them. But I, I think... Oh, by the way, D-Rod has come out the underdog on this one. I, I if know. I remember yeah. correctly, it's plus 134. So if anybody wants mm-hmm. to make uh, some some money. That's, that's a real good pick. I, I Yeah,
1: I, I would definitely jump on that one ASAP. And um, it's probably the last time you're going to get that because if he beats Kevin Lee, people will find off Kevin to the races. Realize, yeah. Yep. It's off to the races. So,
0: hey, by the way, Did D-Rod, we... if you ever happen to just see this, D-Rod, I'm trying to get you on, dog. Come on. Yeah. Hop on the pod. Trying. We've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. HLBK Omer says it's going to be tough for him at 170. Well, yeah, th- that's a great point because Kevin Lee, I believe, was 155 for the longest time, right? Well, that's what Dig-way- I said to start. Digway cut. Big wake-up front. Yeah,
1: but this is what I was saying at the start. D-Rod is a big welterweight. Mm -hmm. Kevin Lee fights at welterweight, but he's a big 155-er. Kevin Lee, if you remember, was the one outside of uh, Nate and Dustin. He was the most outspoken for a 165 division. Talk about somebody that would be perfect for that division. Yeah, I don't think he's a welterweight, and he's too big for what lightweight.
0: Yep, I agree. Okay, so next one. Next news. Yoel Romero medically cleared. Fighting Phil Davis here pretty soon.
1: Yeah. That was uh that was crazy when when the UFC released him, everyone's like, What? Why? And then bellator signs him and, and everyone's again, like Scott Coker off to the side just yeah. Just waiting, <laughs> waiting. Gimme. Uh <laughs> but then he they do the whole light heavyweight tournament with like all these crazy uh, Rebel Johnson, Phil Davis, Yo Romero, like all these killers, right? And then, all of a sudden, they have to pull out. Shout out MMA Kings, Nolan King over here, tweet, tweeted this one out. But uh I think people realized why he was released. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just because his last few fights were, he was kind of inactive, right? Um, it was, I, I think he, I think the UFC knew. There's a lot of medical issues going on with Yoel with his spine surgery, with the broken eye socket that he had with Robert Whittaker. Um, is that where he got the eye from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough, man. And he's old, man. Like, he doesn't look it as far as his physique goes. But, like, you can see it now. Like, he's slowing down. Like, people think of him as, like, a berserker. He has never been a berserker, ever. Also, He has always been a counter-striker. Let's remember he's Cuban. So how, yeah, how old is he? So,
0: who knows? That's what I'm saying. Everybody's yeah. like, dude, he's what 43, 44,
1: 38? No. He's yeah. probably 50. <laughs> yeah. And we just
0: had no clue.
1: Yeah. And Yeah, I mean it's interesting. He's he's going to take on Phil Davis. They they announced that he's fighting Phil Davis in the main event in San Jose, and I think that is a very bad move from from Bellator's uh standpoint. I think that is going to be a massive disappointment for a lot of people. Mm. I like both the guys. I like Phil Davis. I like Yo Romero. I don't think that's going to be a good fight. I think that's going to be one of the classic Bellator stories of getting big names in their main event. And the fight just is a non-starter. I I just don't see it going well. Scott Coker, if you're looking for a matchmaker, it's my boy Will. It's my boy Will. All right. (laughs) I live live 20 minutes down from San San Jose. Dude, there you go. Easy
0: peasy. You you're here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Anything else on that, sir?
1: Uh, no, no. All There's right. Next best for both those guys, but I don't.
0: T I think <laughs> T J. Killershaw hopes to be back early 2022 to fight for the title. Yeah,
1: yeah I I thought <laughs> it was gonna take longer.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, when we were watching the fight and seeing the hyperextension of the knee. Uh, and then the fact that he was struggling, swelling man. for four more rounds. On, I figured it was going to be something a lot worse. Yeah, um, but luckily he's talking possibly
1: a three month recovery. Yeah, he said he tore. He had two tears in his meniscus and his LCL, MCL. No, well, I don't remember. But uh, one of the L's, one of the L's. But the most importantly, not the ACL. Yes. So he said three-month recovery is when he can start training again, get back in there early 2022. And I think that makes sense timeline-wise uh, with with this next uh, GFC 267, Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. I think
0: that's They're the gonna... amount of time he would have had to sit out
1: anyway, waiting exactly. to, for this other shit to play out and then for them to recover. So Yeah. The problem is three months from now is when he can start training. So there might be a little bit of a, a catch-up going on i doubt he's mm-hmm. going to want to go straight into a fight camp right i, I don't know though i mean who, who knows? knows it's f- tj Killershaw, man yeah you get anything you get some superhuman stuff get mixed into that bloodstream yeah he you starts get- taking
0: some of that creatine yeah. and all of a sudden <laughs> dude recovery so, so, is
1: just the psoriasis screen that chad Mendes was taking hey hey uh, hey man very <laughs> bonds used to take yeah, that too nice. Barry bonds was the clear he was
0: all natty is all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but man, uh, just an absolute warrior fighting through all that stuff. Props to TJ. Uh, kill other. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, other you know news. what steroids doesn't uh, doesn't give you fight IQ, the heart of a champion, and the ability Ooh, to dig deep. Like I that.
0: like how you did that. That was deep. Will. <laughs> almost as deep I mean, as his gash on his eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> all right. Silva Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, dude.
1: This came out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Anderson Silva versus uh, Logan Paul. That's what they are talking about. I mean, both could happen, I guess. But, um, yeah, what's crazy, though, is it's a professional bout.
0: Yeah, so, hey, props to uh, Mike Copenger or whatever his name is uh, for this tweet. Uh, So, sources say Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz will be sanctioned boxing match, non-exhibition, with eight two-minute rounds. Big John McCarthy will be the (laughs) third man in the ring. I'm almost more excited about that.
1: Yeah, when this news came out, we, that's what we texted each other. We're like, that's kind of the bigger story here. Is Big John's getting back in a I think it sucks because it'll never happen because he's not going to make the money that he's making right now. But I think Big John, sorry, buddy. I really liked you as a ref. I think you have not the best takes in MMA. And I think your commentary is bad. <laughs> It's not well, good. <laughs> we just lost another yeah. subscriber. Will,
0: thanks. <laughs> yeah, John McCarthy's James hitting the unsubscribe McCarthy. button right now. Yeah. Listen, Way to go!
1: The, it's just I. Not everybody can do it. I probably couldn't do it. Um, but it sucks because he is a fantastic ref, um, and I think the sport is better. I think the sport is significantly better with him in the cage, and it's a bummer because he he's not going to get paid what he deserves as a ref. So I don't see him ever returning to it. Outside of this, he's probably making a decent chunk of change for this because it's a fucking freak show fight. But yeah. um, it, it sucks. And I love but it. Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. I'm not going to lie. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah, I you think, know what? I uh, was excited about Logan Paul versus Anderson Silva. Anytime that I get to see
0: Anderson Silva fight, I feel like I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it's like nostalgia because you get Anderson Silva not getting drug tested. And it's like, yeah. Uh, also, Mike Copinger, how about you uh, spell check before you tweet, bud? But uh, (laughs) Andres and Silva. But um, I think uh, with him not getting drug tested, because clearly, I don't know if it's, is is that fight under Triller? Uh, Probably. Whoever it is, they're not drug testing. Look at both Paul brothers. You know, it's no secret. They're all on stuff. And in Silva, you watch his last fight. And clearly, he's taking shots that he wasn't able to take six months prior. So something's going on.
0: And he looked good,
1: man. I'm all for it. He outboxed Julio
0: Cesar Chavez Jr., a legit boxer. Yeah, a former champion. He's not going Um, up against Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah. He's not going up against KSI or whatever his name is. But the
1: beauty of this this fight is that Tito is fucking Tito. So... (laughs) I honestly expect, it sucks that this isn't an MMA fight, honestly, (laughs) but I I expect some Matrix-level shit from Anderson and some really cool shit from Anderson because what if Tito is a fucking platform for Anderson to style on. It's 10 rounds, right, is what they said? What if, like, the first five rounds,
0: they come out as boxing, eight rounds, okay, and then after, like, the second half, they throw off the boxing gloves and throw on MMA gloves, and they're just just like, screw it, pride style, you know, in the ring. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be so sick. I would love it. Would hey, Triller. Triller, get on it. All right. Yeah. Next uh, news, we have Aspinall uh, versus Pavlovich.
1: Yeah. Tom Aspinall, man. These guys, both of them, just
0: look confused. Like, I just said something, and they're both like, what would you just say? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that they, they just Pavlovich look very confused. Unfortunate, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's the first thing I thought. Big Marcel. Shout out, Big Marcel. That dude yes. Was- all the time with news, but um, uh, Aspinall, I think it is the future.
0: I uh, Michael Sarah is that who he reminds me of, like a big buff. Michael Sarah,
1: Aspinall, no, Pavlovich, look at oh, his face, yeah, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit, yeah, no, if you no, take uh, away the jaw and the top of the head and you just look at this, I see it.
0: This <laughs> is like the college version of Superman, you know, when they all grow up. <laughs> This is it. But, uh, (laughs) no, dude, Aspinall, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, man. This is uh, the new generation of heavyweights where they're able to move around like light heavyweights and in some cases middleweights,
1: uh, but with the power of a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And Aspinall showed us in his last fight that his ground game is nothing to uh, dismiss. Everybody thinks of his with his quick hands, but, dude, his ground game is legit. And he even says he thinks his ground game is better than his striking. Ooh. Who knows if that's true, right? He might just be saying that so people don't take him down. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I'm excited. Reverse psychology. Yeah. But I'm excited to see him again. I'll always be excited to see him fight. And I can't wait to see him creep to the top and and mature in the sport because he's still real young, right? I think Devlinic
0: is 14-1 uh, and one himself, so he's no slouch. Yeah.
1: No, no. So, yeah,
0: it's a great fight. He was a Heavy former champion in uh, what, God, what organization did I tell you he was in? Some uh, Russian organization. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember it was like Diesel Arena that he fought in. I yeah, the Diesel awesome. Arena. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. which. It's almost 12 o'clock. Well, do you want to do like a rapid fire on these last ones? Yeah, we don't need to spend a ton of time on the rest of them. All right. Here we go. Ready? Jacare Souza retires. Jacare. I'm glad. Hey, so is he. Look at those thumbs up. Yeah. Marcelo Ruscio with the tweet.
1: Yeah. So uh, dude. I'm glad. I don't want to see um I, I don't wanna see him go down the path that we've seen so many times. I think uh, where he did a little bit. It didn't get that bad. It didn't get that bad. He Ask was knocked his out brain out. cells. Well, how many times was he knocked out? Once, really bad. Yeah, but that's just once, you know. Most people get <laughs> knocked out. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys go down the path. And they get finished left and right. And we didn't see that from Jacare.
0: Dude, the way that he was knocked out against was uh, Holland.
1: Yeah, it was uh, bad.
0: That might count as like four knockouts. <laughs> because it was really bad. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, like last four fights. Like, yeah. And, Andre Muniz uh, gets his arm broken, right? And mm-hmm. an inverted arm bar. Kevin Holland yeah, gets uh, be beat back into Brazil with those massive yeah. punches from the ground. Jan Blahovic loses uh by decision. Mm-hmm. Jack French, Manson man. loses by decision. So
1: not bad, yeah. man. When yeah, yeah. I at mean, the end of a lot of fighters' careers, they look much worse.
0: You're right. Um, you're right. It was
1: clear, it was clear that he lost a step. So that kind of adds to like it seeming worse than it was, I think. But the reality is I don't think he took that much damage, and I think it's smart of him to get out because he can still do jujitsu at a high level, and I think he can make a ton training people and coaching if he wants to do that i'm not sure but jacques is a legend man i've been a, i've always been a huge jacques ray fan i think we've talked about it before that i think outside of tony ferguson he probably has the ufc has been worse to him than pretty much everybody else on the roster mm. and it sucks to see but it, it is what it is i guess so jacques ray has
0: uh, 10 losses on his record uh you want to guess mm. how many of those losses were due to stoppage
1: Uh, six, three. Oh wow! Yeah, Musasi, a kick, mu, uh, yeah. kick
0: from Musasi. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's Muniz. a head kick by Whitaker.
1: Oh, oh, I was thinking because Muniz broke. Oh, arm. you mean like submission? No, I, I meant like yeah. knockouts. But
0: I think that's the only submission too, Muniz. Yeah, that's the only one. Everything else is decision yeah. loss.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know when you think Jokare.
0: Every time I see Jocker I'm like, dude. As soon as this gets to the ground, it's game over. And so seeing him get dominated like that by Muniz recently,
1: I was like, okay, yeah. I don't think he got dominated. I think he just got his cut. arms in a couple yeah. of pieces. Yeah. But, but, I, but it's not like he was like, it, it wasn't like Oliveira versus Tony Ferguson, where it was like multiple rounds of just out grappling, you know, it was, it was a transition that went bad. That's excusable. Went really bad. In my opinion. It went really bad. Right. But it, it wasn't like he got like outclassed on the ground, you know? I mean, if they rematch, Jacare beats them, in my opinion. Ooh. <coughs> Ooh. only one
0: way to find out. Jacare, yeah. hold off. Let's do a rematch. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Next topic, real quick. Uh, Bare Knuckle FC, David Feldman and Diego Sanchez almost signed. I think we're on uh, a different one, judging by what Rich just did put sh- up. Oh, did I skip Weidman? Okay, Weidman has second surgery <laughs> on his leg. Yes.
1: Sucks to see, man. And, and maybe just retire. I was going to say, do you think you'll ever come back? Yeah, I do. And I don't think it's the right idea because the reason I think he had second surgery, and this is just speculation. He talked about how he <clears throat> was back in the gym and did light sparring. Oof. And he was like, yeah, I'm recovering quicker than the timetable they gave me. And I was like, that seems wrong. Maybe don't do that. Maybe just go by their guidelines. You know, it's Ooh. unfortunate. Well, well yeah, there it so is. That's his life yeah.
0: now. For anybody that's just listening in, it's a x-ray shot here of his uh, leg. Yeah, more and metal it than looks bone. looks like uh, Terminator, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think... Uh,
0: Titanium easy, shin man.
1: bone. Yeah. As McGregor says now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's just, take it easy, man. What do you have to prove? You know, there's nothing. You were the champ. You beat Anderson Silva. You were the first to beat him, you know? I mean, you I hope he may-
0: prove. Some smart investments with some of his payday. I, I hope so, I so that he can have that option. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I say we retire right off into the sunset, and uh, hopefully it, everything's all good, you know, in long yeah, term.
1: Shout up. shout out, Chris Weidman. Shout out, Brian got me this.
0: Oh, nice, dude. Weidman, autograph. What? There it is. That's awesome, man. Hey, when are you gonna hang that up, though? Uh, when I move. Okay. Got
1: it. Yeah, that was his, hey. that was his walkout shirt that he walked out with uh, when he fought Omari Akhmedov.
0: For sure, don't uh, toss in the washer accidentally though, huh? I know. Yeah, that would suck. Like, <laughs> that used to be an autograph right there. You see that black yeah, stain? Yeah. You
1: see?
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, now for reals, BKFC, David Feldman, and Diego Sanchez almost signed.
1: Yeah, man. It. I can't say that I'm not surprised, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, But why? Yeah. Why are we doing this? uh, Again,
0: somebody that has nothing left to prove.
1: Nothing to prove. um, Seems kind of shitty, in my opinion. I think this is kind of them taking advantage of somebody, and it sucks to see. You think so? Um, I mean, I'm sure Diego wants it, but it's not what's best for him. I mean, it's not their job to protect him from himself, right? But What if it's it's Joshua Fabia versus Diego Sanchez? Well, so if you read this, he said, so once we get that through, uh, I think that we can get a contract and get something going. He's talking about the medicals, right? He wants Diego to clear a bunch of medicals. He says, it'll be great to have a legend, Diego Sanchez, fighting another legend inside the squared circle, which as soon as Diego signs and I can announce the matchup that I have, people are going Uh to be like, what the hell is going on here? So he knows it's a shit show, right? He knows. He's leaning into it. (laughs) Uh, Then he says, I got one that's not on the roster that people are also going to go, what the hell? What? Let's see if we get that Joshua Fabio death touch.
0: And I got another one that's on the roster. People are 100% going to be like, I can't believe this. This doesn't make any sense. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, wasn't reading yeah. that, but I'm sure <laughs> the rest of it was really interesting. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Richard Casual. Uh, until I got the contract done, I don't want to tease, tease, tease. I hate doing that. You... Uh, to you, man. But you know, okay. Well, that's all you did is tease, tease, tease. So thank you. Yeah, yeah but he hates doing it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you know he's he doing it, then it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, it will be a shit show. But you know what? Your boy already subscribed, so we're gonna watch
1: it. Will. Yeah. And speaking of the shit show that is Bare Knuckle FC, <laughs> Chan Mendez
0: has yeah. signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship as well. So look at how happy he looks. Yeah. He is happy to have signed that contract. He's happy to not be under USADA testing. So Chad Mendes convinced his wife that <laughs> MMA is much more dangerous than bare knuckle boxing, and then he has that shitty grin on his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
1: so funny! It's perfect. Oh, man. He said because in MMA there's knees, there's high kicks, there's elbows, all this crazy shit. Great man, keep saying that. You know,
0: I mean, he—you got to get the green light from the old lady somehow. Yeah, But hopefully she doesn't subscribe to any MMA news because yeah. now after seeing that,
1: yeah. you're like, hey. that's crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a weird move, in my opinion, outside of the drug testing for Chad Mendez. And it starts to make more sense when with this little other bit of info. But um, Chad Mendez, his best weapon is his wrestling. So let's take that away and just box without gloves on and say that's safer (laughs) kind of crazy but it makes sense now because he said at first i was like yeah of course he's going to go to be bare knuckle they're not going to drug test and he can just shoot up and go hard right let's do it and why not it's psoriasis screen yeah it was psoriasis screen but uh and i and i have no no qualms with that i'm totally cool with that but it makes more sense now because he says but, but it was kind of weird that he would go to bare knuckle, right? Because he's not a boxer, right? He's a wrestler who had mm-hmm. decent striking. So it's like a weird move. But then you hear that he's still under contract with the UFC and that they're letting him go do this. And ah. that's when it makes sense. Ah. Because he's not coming back to the UFC anytime soon, at least. Because he looks ridiculous. He's fucking jacked. So, he's always been jacked,
0: though.
1: Yeah, and he tested positive. So <laughs> he looks even more jacked now. He's always now, been jacked so.
0: with psoriasis, though
1: yeah exactly but in conditions now it's like okay i if he's not going to come back he doesn't want to go somewhere in mma with drug testing and he can't go anywhere else because the UFC's not going to let him go to like bellator or pfl or something like that True. so if the ufc is allowing him to go here that's when it starts to make more sense because he can still compete not breach his ufc contract it's crazy that they're letting him do this in my opinion that's nuts it's it's kind of unprecedented, right? Has UC ever done that? Other I don't than know, Connor? But Dana, I think Dana
0: has a soft spot for people that were company men or women, you know, in the past. And I think Chad always was that, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah. I mean he took the fight on short notice with Connor and it yeah. was massive for him. So and you and know what? Dana
0: it's might know. Is- if I if I have you come back right now, you might mm-hmm. test hot. You know, you might piss yeah. hot. So uh go do your thing over there. Come yeah. back when you're clean. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. but also Chad, you know, I, I think he's just getting the itch to compete. Because from Surprise what I hear, his uh, fins and feathers company is doing really well right now. Is that is that like a bow hunting thing? Uh, it's like a yeah, it's a bunch of like hunting and fishing shit. Yeah, stuff yeah. that he sells. But yeah, he's, he
1: doesn't need the money, I don't think.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, like last Chad couple Mendes. things. I'm
1: kind of ragging on him a little bit with steroids, but I like him.
0: Yeah, I like him too. I Dude, I love Chad Mendes.
1: Yeah. Old school uh, team Alpha male. All I was, right. I was uh, really bummed when he retired.
0: Pedro Munoz, considering dropping to 125.
1: Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect that. This is from Danny Segura,
0: not to be confused with Tom Segura. Uh, Just caught up with Pedro Munoz. He's flirting with the idea of dropping down to 125 pounds. He says he can get as low as 145 in the mornings while healthy, but not on an extreme diet. Munoz is waiting to see what's next, but definitely considering
1: it. Interesting.
0: I don't think it's a bad move.
1: If if he can do it in a healthy way, which it sounds like he can, if he gets a real strict diet, he can get Mm -hmm. even lower, right? Um, I think it's a good move, and I think that division is like I think people are realizing that it's really good, and if we get Cody Garbrandt and Pedro Munoz both in that division, oh, we're talking one of the most stacked divisions, dude. It's so people still I see people online still shit about flyweight, dude. You can't anymore. It's so good.
0: I think you know when you see like a match snail at number nine, you're like, okay, but Yeah, but
1: but you don't have you, if you disregard the rankings and you look at the talent that's in there and the potential matchups, dude, Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueroa, Askar Askarov, Pantoja, Alex Vejes, Benavidez still in there, Brandon Royval, Kaikara <laughs> France, Bontarin, Tim Elliott, yeah, like Manel Cap, Sumadarji. Sumadarje. bro, come on. Amir Albazi and now Cody Garbrandt. Cyril gone. Oh wait, I'm yeah. looking at the wrong list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine,
0: dude? I know. Like that Russian thing where it was three on one. Give yeah. me Cyril gone versus Davison Figueroa, Alex Perez, and Brandon Roybal. Oh, Who wins?
1: Yeah, Cyril gone. <laughs> he just all does right. one body kick and takes them all out. It's game <laughs> one all pitch. at once. Yeah, he just sweeps them all out.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, last but not least uh HLBK Omer brought this up earlier uh but we do have a big pay-per-view event coming up here pretty soon mm-hmm. it's going to be uh Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley
1: yeah what do you i think? don't know what else is, was happening on that card but um
0: nobody needs to know what else is happening on that card that's the thing
1: yeah that's the that's what's uh, done boxing in lately but um yeah it's coming up right when is it it's august End of the month,
0: I don't remember exactly. 29th? You know what? It's August 29th, and I know that because I'm looking at his hit list right now, Will, that he Uh wrote on his uh, whiteboard next to his pool, because everybody should have a whiteboard
1: next to their pool. You know what I'm more excited, if I'm being honest? It's on the same card, Tommy Fury's fighting Anthony Taylor. It's his US debut. I like that. Tommy Fury's an actual boxer, you know? Yep. He's legit. Also uh, known to some as Timmy Fury.
0: Apparently. Yeah. So hold let me just read off his hit list to you real quick, Will. Mm-hmm. Uh first on his hit list was G I B C I B, I don't know who that is. Um, but he hasn't crossed off. Nate Robinson crossed off. Ben Askren crossed off. Next on there, Tyron Woodley, they're fighting uh August twenty ninth. Then this is where it starts getting a little crazy, okay? Wants oh, to I'm fight sure. Canelo. Okay. Nate or Nick Diaz.
1: Uh huh. Coming.
0: Yeah. Timmy Fury, Conor McGregor, KSI, Javante
1: Davis, and Logan Paul, question mark? (laughs) Is there a question mark on it? There is a question mark on it. (laughs) (laughs) The guy knows what he's doing, right? Because it makes no sense. Like, even if you put all those names, like, they're in the wrong order, clearly. Wait, isn't KSI a YouTuber, too? Yes. I think that's who Logan fought. Yeah, it can't be
0: in order then. Because if I'm him, I don't want to go like Canelo. And then at the end, like KSI.
1: Yeah, it's just money wise, it's not gonna make sense for like views and shit. But uh, yeah, the Tyron fight is gonna be interesting. I think it's another really good call out by Paul. I think people are gonna look at Tyron Woodley's knockouts in MMA and think it's easy win for Tyron Woodley. I don't think it is. Nope. I think I. I think Timerly really will win, but I am—I will be far from surprise. <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> I just saw one of uh, Rich's comments right now. And I'm sorry I read mm-hmm. this late, Rich, But he said. Guy on the right looks like Michael Cera from Superbad. Pavlovich. <laughs> oh, Pavlovich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike, Rich. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Awesome. All right, but uh, it seems like that's all the news that we have for this week, Will. I'm sure there's more that we missed, but.
1: There's so much news all the time in MMA, you know. It's just it's just constant um yeah nothing else has really come out um all right well but yeah next uh next ufc event is next weekend um who we got
0: i believe that's going to be uh Gasolum. Gasolum. yep that's great should be a fun fight man i always enjoy that's watching calvin gasolim i've been a calvin fans, fan since tough
1: when he beat yeah, Hall, so yeah, <laughs> HLV Comer Tyron is getting knocked out. Who are we kidding? <laughs> All
0: he has is his right overhand, and that just won't be enough. He says, "And dude, that's what I'm saying. People
1: think that it's going to be an easy fight for Tyron. It's not, especially when you consider that Tyron's primarily a wrestler, and he's also he's talked about having really bad arthritis in his hands. His hands hurt." Fighting. Mm. So yeah, let's go to boxing. Yeah. You know what are we hey, doing, man? And, it's, and he's it's old, gonna be a big payday dude. for him. It's gonna be a big oh, payday yeah. for him. Yeah, so good for definitely, him. Definitely. Get your money. Uh, get your money. But yeah, next next week, uh, same time, Sunday, nine a.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll cover the card. Jared canadier Kevin Gasolum, Clay Guida versus Marco Madsen, Chase Sherman, Parker Porter, Austin Hubbard versus Vince from Hell Pachelle. Alexander Pontoja versus Brandon Roy It's a great card. Yeah, dude, Roy Vall is so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. All right. Well, you got anything else, Will?
0: Um, like, subscribe, do all that shit. Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, Google <laughs> Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, goes a long way. Hit the notification bell for us, please, so that way you can be notified whenever we have a live show going on, uh, whenever we have any uh, fight companions, which were an absolute blast last time we did those. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Go back and watch fighter interviews. They're fun. Those were a lot of fun. So, again, my name is Ramiro. That's my boy, Will. Thanks for listening to another week. story of the fight.